Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food. Or weight. Never ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever ever. Hello everyone. This is Laura Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. And today we are talking about acceptance. Not always so easy to do, I know. But the images of the goddess sitting on a beach, cross-legged with her arm around her dear animal, and her back is to the ocean, and there's beautiful waves coming. It's a really wonderful, sort of a happy card. I don't know if you're lucky enough to live by the beach, you're lucky enough, that's for sure, or go to the beach or whatever. Anyway, so the back of the card... It says, acceptance means to honor and respect our body and ourself exactly as we are right now in this moment. When we step into acceptance, we stop struggling and fighting and we begin to make peace with ourselves. This empowers our body and ourself to be who we really are in this moment. It takes us out of the obsession of wanting to be different and allows us to be more present with ourselves and therefore better able to meet our needs. So for me, when I was struggling with my own eating disorder and, you know, sitting with clients that are really having a hard time with acceptance, you know, I try to remember that just because we accept what is going on at this moment doesn't mean we like it. There are things happening in the world right now I do not like at all, but I accept that this is the reality. And I also accept that if I just keep staying true to myself, I will figure out how to live with whatever it is. And to just keep letting myself go through that in this moment, this is where I am right now. And in the next moment, in the next moment, and there's... I can't really worry about what happened before or what might happen in the future, but I can stay in this moment and from this moment is a powerful place of what to do and how to hold it, which is really what I want, to be empowered to know where I'm going and where I've been and what I want to do and stay in the moment. So I'm really grateful for my next guest, and I'm going to have her introduce herself and say how she's working with acceptance with her clients and herself and what she's doing in the world of acceptance. (laughs) So thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. My name is Jennifer Amaral Coons, and I'm the owner of Beyond the Mirror Counseling and Wellness in Fort Collins, Colorado. And we have a family counseling center where we see individuals for a wide variety of things from anxiety and depression to addiction and or eating disorders, life changes. And we're known in our community for working with predominantly women and youth with struggles with eating disorders 
and body image. However, we work with all different kinds of people, men too. And as we know, men struggle just as much. They don't always take the invitation to show up for these kinds of things in the same way that women have ease, a little more ease to do of what we do work with them too. So I chose acceptance. That was the card that stood out to me in the deck. I think I did enjoy the image. There were many images in all the cards that I did enjoy. I did enjoy something within this peaceful invitation that I was seeing with the deer and the goddess and just being in this beautiful place and something of a peaceful guide, you know, showing up to do this thing that we know is the easiest thing and the hardest thing, which is the acceptance piece. And it's it's like we would like to say, you know, it's really the easiest thing. The sky is blue today where I am in Colorado. Like it is blue. <laughs> and I can just look out there and see that. But there's so much that gets stacked up and complicated when we are trying to accept and things that make it harder. And that's a piece of what I work with my clients with. Like, if we are afraid, for instance, or if we don't like it, or if we think it's going to cause us more discomfort or pain, oftentimes we avoid what causes us pain or what we perceive could cause us pain. And that's a natural and human thing to do. But these things can get in the way. If, if we think we're going to have judgment, whether it's our own or someone else's, it makes it harder to accept. And, and so this easy thing of just noticing the sky is blue or noticing our own discomfort can become very complicated based on what's happening around us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's about, I think sometimes it is easy to say, I accept that the sky is blue today. I'm much more of a blue sky, warm, kind of sunny person than I want it to be like that all the time. So when it, the sky is gray and cloudy and cold, yeah, I, I hate that. <laughs> I have a harder time accepting that. But I can usually accept the sky, you know, but accepting parts of my body took a long, long time or parts of myself took a long, long time. And I think it's still kind of an ongoing lesson, you know, or ongoing unfolding, I should say, as I get older. Yeah. And those things make it harder if if we are uncomfortable with it. You know, and being uncomfortable can make things harder to accept. We can get caught in the analyzing of how we think it should be or what how we want it to be. Yet that piece of acceptance is an invitation like for the whole truth. It's like the whole truth and nothing but the truth, which is all of the things. It's our own discomfort. It's noticing the way we feel about something, noticing what we're thinking about it, if we like it or not. When we are able to accept, then it really allows us to be with everything that's true. And if we can hold that open-mindedly without judgment, then we can really move more into a compassionate action versus causing more pain accidentally because of our own struggle. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? And I think that if we bring it back to, I know that you work with more than just disordered eating and body hatred, a lot of things, but it seems to me when you said all the things that you do work with at your counseling center, all of that starts with acceptance in order to start to recover, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I think that's the piece of getting in the door, right, is that willingness to accept that something feels 
uncomfortable or even unmanageable in the moment for whatever reason that is. And maybe they do come in with lots of judgment, like judgment is optional, right? We can take Uh it if we want (laughs) or not, yet they can still come from that place of something feels harder than it did before. And I'm not sure how to process through that. And we all feel that way at different times. And I think that it's a natural and human thing to get support Back in the day, like we had so much community. People may have lived closer in network when we think about humans first starting on the planet, like all together in little villages and little communities built to have support, built to be around our elders. Where now, oftentimes our families, our elders are living of great distance and we have to find community. We have to build our village around us. And we all need that support to continue to invite and hold ourselves safely in these spaces that are hard and challenging. Yeah. And I'm also thinking about that. I grew up across the street from my grandparents and then one of my grandparents died. And so we moved in with the other one and lived with my grandfather until he died. And uh, all through my youth and my teenage years and You just don't find that many families doing that. I mean, I know that there are families that do that for sure, but we're not a really, I don't know, we're getting further away from each other than closer together, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's a very different, like even when we look at just the different things that can separate us or the different isms, like as we're talking about this, I'm thinking of ageism, you know, and how we look at our elders in a different light than maybe we did before many, many years ago, where as people move through the world and have their life experience, they are actually more wise and more of teachers. Yes. Yet we can look at our elders as if they don't have the information, as if they are naive or young like children in some ways versus (laughs) looking at adults that can give us guidance in in really healthy ways and seeking that out, those kinds of relationships. I always think anybody over 70 or under 10 like has some great wisdom that we can really learn from. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? I know. (laughs) And there's something about both of those ages that they just sort of, well, they tell it like it is, you know, like Mm -hmm. what they think. They're not really so worried about hurting your feelings are going to like blurt it out at the table, whatever it is, <laughs> and uh, makes everybody uncomfortable. But I kind of like it that people will say what they mean and mean what they say. I like that. So, you know, the first step, it sounds like we both agree is acceptance of this is what's happening to me right now. And I need to find a different way. And what comes next, do you think, after the acceptance of coming out of the obsession of wanting to be different and be more present with ourselves? What is the next kind of step, do you think? Yeah, I think there there are so many different steps I think that people can take along the way in different directions that we can go. I find that maybe to decrease the amount of pain that is happening, really coming at it with compassion and learning to do that and being, again, aware and able to accept when you're not doing that is a great next step. This piece of accepting and then just noticing, I accept that this is the situation. And then I think that next step is really noticing, like, what is that causing within me? Emotions, feelings, sensations, what's happening to me? Like, while I'm accepting this? And can I meet that with 
love and compassion? Can I lean into that without judgment, just noticing that it's there so that I can create safety to show up for whatever needs to present itself, whatever's going on, the entire truth, not just the pieces that our analyzing mind wants to share, but also our body and our emotions, all of it. And, you know, because I work with disordered eating and have since 85, but that's just the start of the work. I mean, that's the jumping off place, but it can be thousands of things that will be right underneath that, obviously. But, you know, for me, sort of like that feeling within myself that all of the stuff that I had to sort of recover from or uncover, as Charlotte Castle says, uncover, started with, I cannot do this one more second. (laughs) I have to accept that this is just not working for me, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And then once I got that idea of it, of this is how it is right now, opens the door to, well, then... What is there? What are all the possibilities? And just the whole world opened. Well, yes. And if we can open up to, and again, any discomfort, you know, like I think about this time of year, it's swimsuit season. So we talk a lot about that, easing into swimsuit season when you work (laughs) with people with body image. Can you practice that? Wear that swimsuit around the house, you know, see how you feel in it. What do you feel comfortable in? What do you not? But then just to acknowledge when you're doing something like going to a public pool or a lake, that feels uncomfortable. Like, yeah, you're in what feels like a bra and underwear in front of the world. Like that's uncomfortable. Let yourself have that. And when we can really let ourselves have that and just say, yeah, that's natural and human to feel uncomfortable. Swimsuits have changed over the last 50 years. You know, they look very different than they used to. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. And if I accept that, then I know what I need to do. Do I need to have one of those little skirts that cover over? Do I want a swimsuit that is more or less revealing? Do I need to talk nice to myself? Do I want to like place myself in the sunshine? Or what do I want to eat? Can I have a nutritious breakfast this morning so it feels like health and love and nutrition and sustenance for the day? Can I lovingly care for myself this morning on the way to the said beach or water versus being more abusive? with my words. And when we accept that it is uncomfortable and that that discomfort is okay, then we can act with compassionate action. You know, then we know how to take good care of ourselves, just like we would a child. We know the child is hungry versus tired versus this. We know how to compassionately care for that person and we know what they need. And so oftentimes I find that The judgment can get in the way, whether it's worrying we're going to get judged by someone else or worrying we're going to judge ourselves or judging ourselves gets in just really loving ourselves through this discomfort. Yeah. And being in the moment, I just was at a little fishing town that had a beach and I was watching these three little kids play in the water. And there were two little girls and a little boy. And the little girls, one of them didn't have a top on. She had just like a bathing suit bottom. They were young. They were out of toddlership, but maybe around four or five. And the other one had kind of a full thing on with long sleeves that was probably to keep her from the sun because she was very light skinned and kind of 
little bit of a red hair and freckles. And the little boy had just shorts on. So, but at what I, watching them play, at some point, each of them had one side of their bottoms like in one cheek and the other cheek was out or, you know, or one of them, the little boy, when he got out of the water, at some point is he was in a wave and the wave almost took his little shorts off and he just pulled them up. And the point is, is they just kept continuing playing. They didn't like fall on the ground, red-faced. Oh my God, they saw one cheek or they saw lower or whatever. And the bathing suit did not matter as much as they were playing and they were in the water and there was sunshine and they were lucky enough to be at the beach. You know, it just, to me, none of them, were worried about their bathing suit, tugging it one way or another, or, I mean, that I saw, you know, I don't live with them or anything, but they were free in their own little bodies. And I just felt like that is the way. And how do we lose that along the way that we're not free in ourselves. Right. And that is that piece that comes up around the gift of acceptance is when we can move through that, there is that freedom, that mindful presence that shows up. And then the irony is we know what to do when we can accept that this is the situation, this is what we need and know. And along with it, we can say, and I don't like that. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I don't like the way it makes me feel like there's room for all of that. Then we know what to do. And there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom in allowing ourselves to be fully who we are and letting discomfort be a part of that, a natural part that means nothing, no judgment needed. This is just my own discomfort. And there's room for that here too, just like that deer on the card. You know, there's room for that. It's a gentle visitor. It doesn't need to be a punishment. Right. And you're right to bring up the situation of the bathing suit time, or it's sort of like that old thing about how do you get a beach body? Well, you take your body to the beach. There it is. Those little three little kids, they all had beach bodies because their bodies were at a beach. So did everybody else on the beach, (laughs) whether they felt like it or not. But it just, it's so true, isn't it? And I feel like so much of my life, for me, where I grew up, I was so embarrassed by what I look like or what I felt like somebody was judging me that I look like, or there was always so much attention on that, my own and others, that it was very hard to accept the natural, whatever it was. I felt like I always had to be working on a better thing. And the better thing usually was my body. Then it turned out to better car, better boyfriend, better house, better everything. But it did start with my body and myself that I had to sort of except this is where I am and where do I want to go from here was much different than this is who I am or this is how I am and I better start working on it right away. (laughs) Yeah, and it gets in that way of just that connection. I think that oftentimes underneath a lot of this is just that desire for love and connection and belonging. We want to be accepted. We want to feel acceptance. And when we are fighting with it, the irony is it keeps us from that and that acceptance and that love of ourselves. 
And when we can show up for that peace, it's like we can come up again with the whole truth, like that truth. If my body looks a certain way, I could be ridiculed. Like that's part of the acceptance. Yes, that's true. You know, that could happen. Absolutely. You could go to the beach and somebody could say something negative. And so we want to factor that in too with the acceptance. So what will we need then? You know, how do we love ourselves through these things versus like you're saying in your experience? And I think the experience that we most of us have had at some point is that trying to fix and change and do and so that we don't have to feel that being on the outsides, you know, that not feeling that safety emotionally or physically, that that belonging, that sense of connection. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm... When you're whining with nurses. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. And so I know that your business is called Beyond the Mirror. And what does that, I I pretty much probably can figure it out, but just to say it, what does that mean to say Beyond the Mirror? Yeah, I think our motto behind that, our mission statement, you know, is empowering individuals to see beyond their reflections. And there's that piece of the actual mirror, right? Like the way we look, reflecting our own bodies and to see beyond that to our wholeness. But there's also the reflections of social media, the reflections of family members, the reflections of people we're in relationship with two strangers on the street. How do we see beyond those reflections into our wholeness of who we are? And how to empower ourselves to be who we are even if what we see are reflections of not who we are. You know, I'm thinking about what's happening with the anti-choice thing that just happened last week of, well, if we start to feel like second-class citizens, then we will become that. But we need to not feel like that. We need to, like, stand up and be counted as equal. And so it's going to be a hard job but I'm ready to do it myself and I'm ready to help anybody else that wants to do it as well, that we don't take that as a sign that we're not as good as. Right. Well, and there's that space even with this that starts with acceptance, right? We accept this ruling, whether we like it or not. This is what has happened. And some people may feel like this is a great choice and others may feel like this is not a choice that I enjoy, or it's not a choice at all. So there's that piece of recognizing, okay, like before we can get to what do we do, you know, we have to know how do we feel, what's happening, what part is uncomfortable or not. And so we move through this, just allowing all of it to happen. And maybe we need to cry about it and grieve about it and move through it in that way. When we can accept it all, then we can say, whoa, there's a loss here, regardless of what side anybody's on, that there always has to be a loss for 
for something new to begin. We let go of one thing, begin another. And and so there's this piece where there has to be this pain. Can we honor that part, the grieving as a piece of this? And when we can, when we can accept that there's pain here, then we can all together with our entire being, our wholeness, not just the analytical mind, whether we like it or not, and how we hate this, or we're mad at that, or we wish it wouldn't be so, or we're judging it. Then we can move towards like you are already there in how do I want to show up now in according to what I value based on what I value. How do I show up with all of these feelings and thoughts and emotions for this and stand up in ways that are true to my wholeness? And I have faith in the future. I mean, I love the acceptance of this where we are right now and what possibilities does that open up? And that, you know, I was in a Scandinavian country and recently, and, you know, they have things that we don't have here in this culture. They have sex education at a very young age, and they have a lot of birth control ideas at a very young age, and they have a lot of help about any of that. And if you do get pregnant, there's a lot of help. There's a lot of help for you to take care of that baby and to take care of yourself and there'll be help for you and it'll be all the way through and there'll be health care and there'll be child care and there'll be education. And that's what a lot of times I don't feel that we always have here in this country that maybe to put those things in place and then people would choose really from the heart and what's better for them than what they feel pushed to do. Right. And to choose, I think the part along with acceptance, the piece that we accept is that when we make these choices, regardless, like with this choice, that we also need to accept the series of consequences that comes with it. And so then, like you're saying, when there are all these consequences, you know, when we're going to change, it's the same thing. If we are going to give a child a bicycle and take off the training wheels, we must accept that there's a good chance they're going to fall at some point. And so how are we going to pad that, right? Are we going to pad that? What is that going to look like? How do we ensure their safety? We put them in a helmet. They wear pants and shoes, right? We don't stick them on the interstate to learn to ride a bike. We're on (laughs) the trail or the back. We have planned for this choice before we made it, right? And so there's that piece that we're looking at when we accept that all this is hard, then we are accepting this series of consequences that can feel like we're choking on them in some moments. And then how do we want to show up for this series of consequences and and what are we going to do? I think that's the part that gets scary for people and makes it hard to accept because the new series of consequences can need more support, right? Like you're saying, we need more support there for these changes. We need to recognize the training wheels are off and we have to create safety for millions of people in a different way. It's that safe place that we all want. And it's easier to live in acceptance when you're in a safe place. Again, you know, I feel like the first time I went walked into an AA meeting, I felt like I was in a safe place. So they had accepted that they were there. And there was a point, even though I had walked in there, that I was still thinking, I'm going to just get a little information and then I'll go drink like a normal person. That's really what I thought. (laughs) But at some point I had to accept in that first meeting, oh, the problem is I drink too much and I can't drink anymore. It's 
I think if I had gotten that before I got there, I might not have gone that day. <laughs> but it's sort of like I can remember it so clearly. And that relationship, the relationship to drinking is different. So it's like when you can recognize, wow, when people drink, that'd be nice to just have one. And that works for some people, but it doesn't work for all genetic makeups. That's right. And so then when it doesn't work, like... That sucks because that's nice to sit and have a cocktail on the patio in the evening or whatever. And if it doesn't work for you, then that's hard because, again, we have the grieving piece that needs to be a part of that. Like, how do we grieve the loss of how we thought it was going to be or wish it was or this part that feels so free that needs to change as well? And that safe space to be able to navigate through that of other people knowing exactly what I was going through, had been through it themselves. Maybe we're also going through it just maybe a little bit ahead of me and people coming in right after me. And it felt like all the difference in the world to be with like-minded people or at least non-judgmental people. Well, everybody's, but you know what I'm saying about this issue that I could explore what to do about this here. And I'm hoping that we'll get to that place with the issue of choice of our bodies is that we have more support. I mean, that's always the answer, isn't it? More support, more support, not less support. Well, and these decisions are so hard, you know, both of them when we're looking at someone's choice about their body and someone's choice to be abstinent of substance use, that these are hard choices to make. Again, we could just say, yeah, I'm just going to stop doing that. But that's not how it works. Life is more complicated than that. And so recognizing we can't go at that alone. Like we need community to do these hard things, whether that's the therapist or the AA or meetings and programs and groups and things that people are doing to come together, like-minded people to support things from Girl Scouts to 4-H to we've been doing this forever, churches, whatever that is, to come together and not be alone in that because we need each other to hold ourselves in those spaces that feel scary and hard. We can't do it by ourselves. And I liked what you touched on is like the grief work is such a huge part of any kind of change and acceptance because you're letting go of an old way in order to, you don't know where yet. And you have to kind of, if nothing else, grieve the dream of what you thought it was going to be. And that I think we're not, again, we're not taught how to do that. Like, that's sad, isn't it? Or that makes you mad, doesn't it? Or how do you feel about that? I don't remember ever being asked about that when I was young. But I see my son and my daughter-in-law ask their children, well, how do you feel about that? And it's a beautiful thing, you know. I don't think I was ever asked that until I was an adult. Yeah, And letting it all be okay. You know, like there's no right or wrong way to feel and there's no right or wrong way to be. Like that reminds me of there was a neighbor boy many years ago and he must have been about six or seven. And he saw a little kid up the street and said, did you see that girl? I forgot her name up the street. She is so fat. And I said, is she? Really? (laughs) Oh, that is so cool. Like, wow, what did you think about that? And he's like, what? Wow. And I said, yes, people come in all different shapes and sizes. Isn't it beautiful? It's like we're all different ways. Everybody has a different shape. Everybody Mm -hmm. has a different way of being. And he was like, 
wow, blown yeah. away. And then he like just changed his thing because it was okay. We don't have to have a negative to fat. We no, don't have to have a negative anything. to emotions. We don't have to have a negative to ethnicity. Like we are all different. And that poses a lot of really wonderful and beautiful things and a lot of challenges. And if we can accept that, that we are different and we're going to come in and out of conflict, in and out of connection, in and out of love, then we get to choose how we do that. And I think that's what's so important is that we are divided and that's normal and human and natural. We're going to be divided in every relationship we're ever in, including the one with ourselves. Yes. Like we're not going to want to <laughs> feel like we want to show up to this all together in a great mood every time. So we have to decide how we're going to show up. And that's what I really hope for people. And Me too. when we can accept the challenges that as well, we can decide, can we show up? respectfully, with compassion, and really come to find some middle ground. So much therapy is done, so much work from Marsha Linehan and dialectical behavioral therapy to like mindfulness practitioners like Tara Brock. We're looking at what is this middle ground? Can we accept what is true and not jump on the emotional bandwagon or the logical bandwagon, but come to this middle ground and really be a wise mind, a wise force. It's almost a spiritual being in the meditative space to really hold all of it together with a deeper wisdom than just our emotions and our thoughts. And that part I think is so freeing when we can find that middle space. Yes. And who even ever talked about that middle space? Again, you know, I think that a lot of us are recovering from a very black and white existence. It's either good or it's bad. There's no middle ground. And if you live in the middle ground, then you're delusional. <laughs> you know. So I love that that's what is being talked about and is open. And I think whether I knew it or not, that's what I was doing a lot of the time, trying to live in that gray area, not the black, not the white. And it was uncomfortable because I didn't feel like that was where I should be. I should make a stand and stay there. So I love that you said that. It's very wonderful that we do have these teachers coming in, teaching us these things. Yeah, that uncertainty is really hard in that middle space. We have to welcome some of the unknown. Again, well, the acceptance is the gift that keeps on giving. We accept this one part <laughs> and then there's a new part to accept and a new part. It's like a toddler. Can you play now? Can you play with me now? How about now? Like, how about now? You want to see this now? How about now? Like acceptance is the same thing. Can you accept this now? Can you accept the uncertainty? Can you accept the discomfort? Can you accept? It keeps inviting us, you know, and when we look at it like this mean, mean monster, I think is when it gets hard versus like, this is just a gentle invitation, like a toddler saying, how about this? Have you thought about this? How about this? Can you come more into presence? Can you come more into what is actually true, into the truth of the moment? How about now a little deeper? And, and it gets hard. The work seems easy and obvious, but again, it's under 10 and over 70 remembers what's important. And we get a little lost in the middle. And then we have other things to do. We have to fend for ourselves and pay the bills and take care of the kids or whatever it is that we're choosing to do in our life. And we get a little lost. So finding those moments to come back to this invitation of what can we accept and how can we come more into what is true, into the wholeness of the moment. 
it's just so refreshing to hear this. And I'm so glad that you are putting this out there with your life and your work and your words right now. And I'm wondering if you have a workshop coming up or any kind of thing like that. Can they get to you by working with you on telehealth? And I'm just really glad that in the the middle of the country, (laughs) like the, I guess, the west of the middle of the country, I guess, but that you are doing this work and that is just really beautiful. Well, thank you. I I really enjoy it. Information about what we do beyondthemirror.org is our website and we're always updating it. We have groups, I think one of my favorite mindful self-compassion group of just how do we stay compassionate and be mindful in these challenging times. It was a group that I started during the pandemic because I noticed people needed more support. Definitely. Sometimes I do groups because women come to me and say, can you do this group for our organization or do this group for me and my friends or me and my colleagues? And those are really great too. And I can show up and connect people again in this mindful, self-compassionate way. And I do love what I do. I think it gets really hard. Tara Brock, she calls it armoring. We go about the world and because of the way the world is, we need certain things and we put those on and we try those on. And then over time, we begin to believe we are those things. Yes. You know, we are (laughs) one who shows up like this or we are one who does this. And we forget like the wholeness of ourselves. And again, children remember. Children do that so easy. You ask a child, do you know how to sing? Of course, silly. Who doesn't know how to sing? Everybody can sing. Nobody (laughs) says, well, I'm not really good at it. I'm no Whitney Houston or anything. They just sing. It's so true. Because we all know how and it doesn't matter. There's no judgment on it. It's just a beautiful showing up, a freedom in the world that we get lost and forget how to get back. And I think that piece, it's so easy for me to see when someone walks in the door, like their gift to the world and being able to mirror that back to them is, is a beautiful thing when they see that reflection. That is true. It's just beautiful to watch. And it's beautiful to hear. I really appreciate you saying all of that. I wonder if you will read the last part of the back of the card, the acceptance, Today I Will. Would you read that for us? Today I will practice accepting my body exactly as it is. When the desire to dislike or change my body comes up, I will say, I am learning to love and accept my body and myself exactly as I am right now. Yeah. You know, I find that it's hard for my clients sometimes to just all of a sudden start saying, I love myself as I am. You have to kind of sneak up on that. Like you're saying, it's a process to learn how to have a bathing suit in the culture we live in. (laughs) You know, we just go through the process of it. Take it easy. Do you like this? Do you like that? And then try it out. And yeah, it's kind of hard to just all of a sudden change in one hour of that. I'm doing this now without taking the rest of ourselves with us. Yeah. And again, back to that acceptance, letting that be part of the process, right? We wouldn't say, I want to be a marathon runner and I want to be good at it today. It's like it takes some training and it sounds silly. Like, wow, loving yourself takes training. But again, when we look at the armoring, we forget all of who we are and the world is set up to help us to make it easy to forget. Our smartphones make it really easy to forget what it is we want to do and how to be mindful or present. You know, our jobs 
oftentimes multitasking, doing a lot. The way the world is set up makes it easy to forget. So just creating that space to recognize it, it is hard. And can I, again, learn to love myself? I want to love myself. I desire to feel a deeper love toward myself, whatever that is that makes the affirmation more digestible. Yeah. And to stick with our true selves, to stick with our heart and our soul and our feelings and who we are as people, to remember that. So wonderful to talk to you. I'm so glad I got to. And I just really am very grateful for you to be on the show today. And I'd love to meet you at some point. So we'll try to put that out into the universe. Yes, I would love that. And thanks so much for inviting me. I feel honored to be here. And I greatly appreciate the work that you're doing in the world and with this population and community. It's beautiful work. And I appreciate you. Thank you. And you as well. I'll see you later. Thanks. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye. Be well. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.